Hi friend. Has anyone told you that you are amazing today? You, precisely you, exactly as you are. You may be listening to this dreaming of greener pastures and a life and career where you are thriving. Or you may feel like you're thriving and craving additional growth and tools to sustain your well-being. However today finds you, we honor that and celebrate the strengths that lie within you, those that are uniquely yours and that nobody can take from you. Settle in and imagine possibilities with us. If you need a boost of inspiration, then we're especially glad you're here. Always remember, you are enough here. You are enough. Love your strengths. Hi friends, this is Clifton Strengths Coach Kyle Johan Baker, and this is Love Your Strengths. I am so excited to be here today with Jamie of Collective Inner Garden. Jamie is a poet, breathwork, and Reiki facilitator for pleasure, beauty, mindful living, and deep healing. Jamie's leads with maximizer, empathy, adaptability, futuristic, and strategic. Jamie, I am so pleased to get to share space with you today and have this conversation. Thank you so much for having me here, Kyle. I'm so excited to talk about my favorite strength today with you. And yeah, thanks for that warm welcome and introduction. I am all of those things. So yeah. 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 I mean, I know I read your bio, but is there anything else that you would like for people to know about you and who Jamie is? Oh, I would say like the only thing I would add to that, which you might be able to gather from my title is I'm very much a free spirit and I very much love my creativity and my independence. And I just see life as like this lifelong healing journey that is ever unfolding and in so many ways and cycles. And a lot of my my work really ties natural elements in of the natural world. So nature and animals and yeah, that's what you'll that's where you'll find me and that's what you'll you'll probably resonate with when it comes to my work it's very organic in nature uh, yes and that's i think one of the reasons that i was so excited to have you here is that that stuff is like so very clearly and easily felt on this side so i'm really excited to see how this continues to flow as part of our conversation and the ways that your strengths show up for you yeah yeah so this yeah so i'd love to know as you know with this podcast we like to focus on one strength per episode what strength would you like to talk about today i want to talk about adaptability that's my favorite strength and i certainly see all of my other strengths supporting adaptability and it's one of the things that i've also been told from other people that I've, I'm very like it's I think it's something people really see in me and appreciate and so I want to focus on adaptability today I'm so excited so as everybody knows we love to ground in that Gallup definition of our strengths and then from there use that as a springboard so people exceptionally talented in the adaptability theme prefer to go with the flow they tend to be in now people who take They tend to be now people who take things as they come and discover the future one day at a time. So this is a 
textbook definition. This is a starting point. So I would love to hear from you, Jamie. What does the strength mean to you and how does it show up in your life? Yeah, as I've been reflecting on all the ways adaptability shows up in my life, I feel like it, it's a very core, like almost an innate way of living and appreciating life. That comes through in my work and in my personal journey with healing work and evolving and growing because you can't have adaptability without growth and change. And change is a constant, right? Like I think about our our healing work, our healing journeys and how we move forward in life, whether we're engaging in new roles and becoming new people through those roles, finding new ways to partner and collaborate with each other and learning and living. Yeah, change is just a really big part of that. Things are always changing. And I think it's really something that I've noticed is very many people are resistant to change because it's so uncomfortable. Mm. And it, it, it is. It's meant to be uncomfortable because it's meant to kind of push us a little bit to consider other possibilities and different ways of living and being with ourselves and with each other. And I find that so beautiful. Like I find the challenge so beautiful and um, not to push yourself in ways where it's like it feels unsafe or, you know, it's it's completely out of your comfort zone. But there's this growing edge that you bump up against when you become an adaptable person and you find new solutions and new ways of thinking. And I just think that that's so beautiful. Like, yeah. I, I really enjoy that way that you set this up because when I think of change in this traditional sense, I think of change and how it happens to us. We are the receivers of change. That's, I feel like in the like corporate world and in life, sometimes we're just waiting for something to hit us and knock us down. But what I've heard in this way that you're setting the stage for us is that some of that change is ground is really a lot of it is grounded in growth and grounded in like you allowing yourself to take that journey and those steps that are there as part of the process. Yeah, I love that. And it makes me think of like moments where I have felt challenged by growth and moments when I've gotten caught up in in yeah, like wondering, being afraid of change maybe and, and having some big life event happen to me where I feel really like suffering, a lot of suffering and a lot of struggle. And then in those moments, sometimes I forget like that's human, like that's to be human. And that's part of our humanity. And in a lot of a, a lot of ways, I think it doesn't happen to us. It happens for us. Right. Like because it's hard to it's how it's hard to grow if you aren't accepting and loving of what you're going through first. And I really believe that's the core of humanity is just like accepting and loving the state of humanity and all of the unpleasant things that make us human that we encounter and, and how can we hold all of that and be present in the complexity of it. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and you present that beautiful moment also of just being present here and now, not stuck in the ideas of all of these things that could be not feeling like we are boxed in by the past, but allowing to meet this growing edge that you talked about right here and right now and figure out what is that next step? Where are we going? How is like 
today, right now, informing the next steps. Yeah, that's very much adaptability is being in the present and learning from what happened. I I had someone, a mentor who's still a, a really wonderful mentor to me. He's kind of like an informal mentor, but I remember him saying to me, there's no such thing as a mistake, only lessons learned. And that's something that I definitely carry of like, yeah, I mean, we can get down on ourselves for what we think are mistakes that we're making, but those are really opportunities to growth, to grow and to learn and to to evolve and be challenged and, you know, apply new things, apply new ways. And so, yeah, I definitely see that as like, there's no such thing as failure. There's no such thing. Even when you think you're failing, you're really not because you have new information to course correct yourself. And that's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even with adaptability, adaptability, it falls into this relationship building domain of the strengths. And I think what's interesting is that a lot of times we put relationship building as it has to be between one person and another. But Mm -hmm. I think that relationship building also happens like with ourselves, with the world around us as we are connecting events and creating this real foundation for ourselves to move forward. Yeah, that's so true. I, I mean, I think we're all connected in that way, right? How I show up to who I am in my work, in my personal relationships, there's my relationship to myself, like that affects how I show up with other people mm. and other people's relationships with themselves affects how they show up with me. And so that also affects how we show up as a collective with each other, right? And mm-hmm. so, yeah, and, and that impacts the environment, that impacts nature, that impacts animals and their habitats. It's all part of this interconnectedness that we share with each other. Yeah. Have you ever wanted to influence what gets talked about on a podcast? Well, today is your chance. We are collecting questions, wonderings, and thoughts for what to cover on our podcast in future episodes. Whether your question is about how to use a strength, how to apply your strengths towards career development, or a challenge that you're running into life and you wonder, can strengths help me out with this? Go to the show notes or the description of this podcast episode and click the link to submit your questions for the podcast. It'll send me an email and I'll probably even reply asking you a few more questions. Thanks for doing this and we're so excited to cover these questions that you have and add to our community as we explore and love our strengths. You know, I'd love to hear an example, a story about how the strength has showed up in your life and allowed you to find success. Yeah, I know for me, it's it, I feel like it's constantly showing up, but if it's constantly like, and maybe it's a constant reminder of my own success because adaptability for me, along with change and growth, it, it really, what it does is it supports my, I don't know if it would be like just my independence and, and self-empowerment, like that, that kind of thing. So it always showed up when I was working in my previous roles 
I know my supervisor, who was also in a mentor to me, always talked about how, you know, in, in a pandemic, when the pandemic started, it was, I was on a leave of absence in my job for mental health and for well-being reasons. And everyone was sort of dealing with that as it came, but I was on a leave. And so I was away and I came back like three or four months later and had to go through what they all went through together on my own. And I remember her mirroring that to me of like, she was so impressed that I was able to just come back in and be like, okay, what happened? What's going on now? How do we move forward? And I think that actually led to me feeling like, like really seeing my, myself in that way is like, this is a strength and I can do it and I am going to make it. And that ended up being sort of a foundation for me to take the leap in starting a business and eventually like leave my full-time job. And just be like, okay, yep, we're rolling with this. Like, I don't know what's on the other side of this, but I have my resources intact. Like, they're available to me. I'm well-resourced. I think that's another part of being, having adaptability is, like, knowing what your resources are and how to leverage them strategically. Um, and that, for me, was, like, one of those moments that had taken me, I think, four years to get to that point. And I think when I looked back, I was like, well, is that really a being adaptable? Because isn't being adaptable just like going with it? But I think that there's so many nuanced ways to embrace adaptability because even in those four years when I realized that was what I wanted to do, that I wanted to leave my full-time job and run a business, a healing business, I was learning so much and adapting so much in these like micro ways that allowed me to actually take that leap and say, okay, now is the time. Well, while this is happening, let's do it and let's trust in it and move forward. And so, yeah, and it still is even to this day serving me so well just in all those microwaves again of, okay, this isn't working. Let's try something different. And, you know, I've learned that in especially in business, no feedback doesn't mean it's bad feedback. Like, I think that's one thing that I've kind of learned. It's like, okay, so then how do we get feedback? How do we get different feedback? How do we pivot? And and I think, I mean, you know this, like it does, you have to be very adaptable when you're running a, your own business. Yes. Uh -huh. <laughs> it's just how how it goes is you never know what what is going to work and what isn't going to work. And you can't stay stuck in something that didn't work. You know, if you have a passion for it, you have to reshape it and redefine it and find a way to let it flourish on its own. Because so much of my success does depend on, you know, how others will receive that, what I'm doing and, and if it works or if it doesn't. And it's just it's one of those things that you you learn through the process and you grow so much with with just being on your feet, being light on your yeah. feet and knowing your resources. Yeah. You shared so many wonderful tidbits there that I love. And I think one of the things that will stand out to me always is this, how we often, when we're going all the way back to that first story that you shared about your manager who recognized this strength of yours, this being able to adapt. And even like when faced with all these challenges on your own, you I'm guessing, probably saw yourself in that scenario and you said, well, duh, of course I'm going to be doing this. Well, what else would I be doing? There's no other option. But to so many people, that is something that it, that's not an easy, that is not a natural way to do it. And even the other thing that I'll say with that is that 
those small moments often are the things that really help build up strength because it's these small little actions that really actually create the the mound, the motion, the area for which you are going to take step and be recognized because these small things are just so natural and easy for you, but it's not easy for everybody. Yeah. And I think we often forget that about ourselves, right? <laughs> that that's how strengths work. It's supposed to feel easy, you know, even though sometimes we're challenged, like if if it feels really easy, that's a really big green light for you. And how can you really lean into that and, and hone in on that as much as possible? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And even as you talk about when it comes to building a business and really adjusting as you go, like if you're forcing something into existence, I think those are the moments when I've said, maybe I shouldn't be doing this, like when I'm trying to force it. And I was like, it's not working for me the way that other it's worked for others. But when I've taken a step back and moved into a different area, part of why like I'm going into podcasting is that this is something that is so easy for me. It's something that I love to do having these conversations, like and having conversations with others about their strengths, because it's easy for them to talk about them. So this is where those pivots have made me move from being this person who is doing life purpose, coaching, group dynamics to strengths, to happiness, to I'm talking with folks about their strengths just in a different avenue, in a different way. We've adapted and figured out what's going to be easiest and work best for us. Yeah. And you never would have known that unless you had tried, right? And you had kept trying and and got a feel for it and felt it in your body and, and with the people that you're working with. And you have to be present in order to do that. And so, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Three years ago, I did not think that this is where I would be. One year ago, <laughs> I did not think that this is where I would be. And it's something that like it's really unfolded. And like as we've going back to that growth edge, like have met up to it and figured out what is the path that's for me. And it sounds like adaptability has is a great way to tap into that and figure out what is for me. Yeah. What is for me? What feels good? I think that's something for me that has been really useful in the last three or four years as I have been running my business and, and making those decisions. And something that you said earlier resonated with me and like compare like the comparison, like looking to other people to see what they've done, you trying it and you being like, well, why isn't this working for me? It's because your strengths are different and you're showing up, you're going to be showing up differently and having some you know, gentleness around that and compassion around that and being open to discovering, well, what does this feel like for me if I do it my own way, like my own creative idea? Maybe it's mm -hmm. a way that someone has done before, but maybe you just don't know about it. And then it's like comes up inside of you and then you do it and you practice it and then you realize, oh, wow, like this is actually working better for me than that other thing. <laughs> mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I think trusting in myself and knowing my values and Really being able to like that, again, having that presence with yourself, recognizing what feel goes, feels good in your body and what's coming up for you in terms of like your inner voice and your intuition and your inner knowing of who you are, like crafting that relationship with yourself. It's all part of that process. And I think that listening to my own gut has served me very, very well, like getting out of my head and just being present with what my body is telling me, like, is this working? What are the signs in the moment that it is? 
Yeah. yeah. And I think, it, I mean, just a moment of like shout out is you've like, you've helped me do that through some of the breathwork practices that we've had. Just recognizing that is like partially adaptability is like listening, being in touch with your body, what your body is telling you and receiving those messages. And for me, like as someone who leads with adaptability, it's helped unlock some of those things and unlock that connection so that I can actually make those micro adjustments and make it so that I feel fully supported and resourced. Yeah. And that's what cultivates self-trust, right? And like, so, and that's so important for us on our journeys is to be able to trust ourselves because we've been told in so many spaces and ways not to. And that's a big part of my work is like, just kind of, you know, breaking that down and reconnecting with yourself so that you do know, like that's inside of you, that you can have that relationship with yourself and you can always be there with yourself and for yourself through that. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, like I just shared, like I accidentally just shared my story of like how I've invested in adaptability, but I'd love to hear about how you've invested in this strength to make it so that you like, so that it really does feel like a strength. Yeah. I mean, I guess when you say invest in it, and this is like one of those moments where I'm like, how do I answer this? Because yeah, it comes so naturally to me. What does that look like for me? Because it does come so naturally. When investing in it, you mean like, what do, what do you mean in terms of investing specifically? Yeah. Like, like, how do you develop this strength and make it so that it really is something that continues? Or even you can also think about it as when do you use the strength and it helps contribute to your overall like holistic well-being? Yeah, I mean, I think that how how I use it in terms of my own well-being is kind of just a little bit of what I touched on is like listening to the body. I think that that work is so important and it's so hard in the beginning, getting out of the head, because that's where it comes through for me always is like I can trust that I can feel sensations in my body if something feels like it's really good or it's going really well or there's like this exhilarating like, yes, this is the way, this is the path. I'm always investing that. And in that way, I'm investing in myself and my well-being. Because if I'm just listening to what other people are doing and I'm not really paying attention to what it feels like in the body and practicing that and getting in touch with that through my own breathwork practice, my own practices with meditation, even in the morning when I'm doing stretching and yoga, a lot of that is just like based off of what do I feel like doing in the morning? I don't have like a set, like I have to do this type of yoga in the morning or I have to have this type of breath work. You know, I think as a practitioner, when I first started, I had a, a very structured approach where I was like, okay, I'm going to do this one thing like 30 times so I feel confident in it. But now like, you know, three or four years into being a practitioner, I, I do what, what I want. Like I do what feels good. And that can change day to day or week to week. And so, yeah, I think that that investment comes through and just, again, listening to like what your needs are, understanding what your needs are, whether that's your emotional needs, your, your physical needs. Sometimes I get up in the morning before I do my routine and stretch and I just kind of tune in and be like, my back really hurts today or my shoulders are really tight. And then I try to find like a, you know, practice a stretch to help with that because the body changes from day to day and our mindsets shift from day to day and 
Our emotions also do that day to day, depending on what's going on in the larger context of the world, depending on what's going on in nature, in our inner world, and being adaptable with that and being able to say like, you know, using your body as a tool to sort of anchor yourself in the moment and what you need and guide you. I do that all the time too with food. Sometimes I crave, like I know there was at one time in the in the winter, I was like, I'm craving oatmeal and I never eat oatmeal. Like I don't know where this is coming from. And I was talking to a practitioner I work with and he was like, you're in touch with your body. Like your body's craving oatmeal because it's craving these nutrients. And I was like, okay, I'll just go pick up some oatmeal. And after I had it, I was like, oh, this is so like satisfying. It's so weird that, <laughs> you know, and so adaptability definitely comes through a lot in, in just date, like how my body is day to day and listening to its needs and, and fulfilling, actually taking action on those needs and being present with that and enjoying those moments. Yeah. Does that answer the question? Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I love all those different examples because what I even hear is that there's there's no one way that we invest in our strengths. There's no one way that it's going to support our well-being. There's a multitude of ways. And those will also change over time, even as you had that example of when you started some of your different practices, it started originally very structured and then made its way into being something that is more flowing. And I, I think that's what a lot of people will find is that they start with a regimented practice. And as you become in touch with your body, with your needs, you can flex, you can adapt and say, what do I actually really want? Like, what am I actually needing? And that's one of those ways that you can tap, tap into adaptability is maybe you start with structure, but then you move into what do you actually want, need? And what does that look like day to day, knowing that no two days are the same? Yeah. And is it possible that this is like a sign of positive growth? Like I remember, I think I shared this on my podcast. I can't remember what episode it was, but I had been using like one practice ish like I was kind of adapting it a little bit but it was using the same practice over and over for many months and kind of doing like this yeah like regimented routine around it and I remember waking up one morning and be like I don't want to do this anymore I don't know why and then I was like what do I do like, uh -huh. why is this, like am I falling out of like practice or what is I kind of went into you know kind of like curious mode but I was feeling a little overwhelmed because I thought well does that mean that I don't want to practice breath work anymore yep and I realized like no you just need something different like you're evolving mm. you're growing that practice served you for this point in time and now you need something different to support you and nourish you and that was when I started yeah like looking at well what are my needs right now and, and what kind of practice do I need and yeah it's something that I value very much as like just honing in on a craft, like showing up for something day in and day out, which seems really regimented. But what I love about it is there's so many ways to breathe and there's so many practices to learn. Like I haven't learned everything about breath work and I probably never will. And I've I've heard I heard a yoga teacher say once there's as many ways to breathe as there are foods in the world. And when you think about all of the possibilities, like to me, that's really exciting as someone who has you know, who is adaptable and, and has adaptability because that means that there's a lot to learn. And yeah, just those micro moments of growth that you recognize as like, this isn't a deficit moment. This is actually a moment where I've grown and I've evolved and that's exciting and that's something to celebrate. So yeah. How wonderful. I, 
feel so inspired and I also feel like we could do like an entire like one hour master class around this and I <laughs> will like I'll be taking this to write my own notes and continue to reflect on that. <laughs> so I mean, last question is, I'd love to know what you're looking forward to in your life and in your business, and what are some ways that folks can stay in touch with you? Yeah, so looking forward to in life, there's so many things. I think having a growing business and partnerships coming up, I'm working on a couple of projects right now that I, I won't say too much about. They're very creative and they're very, they're going to be honing in on my artistic skills and my writing skills. And so I'm really excited about, about that. I have a really fun collaboration coming out with the creator of the Cycles Journal. Her name is Amber Ray. And so I'm going to be featured in the 2024 Cycles Journal, which the pre-order starts in August and I think it closes in October. And so I have a two-page spread with a breathwork practice in that, and it's fully illustrated by the creator. Oh. So I wrote it, and the creator illustrates. It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. I'm really excited. And if people go to my website, they can find information on, on how to purchase the Cycles Journal, and I have a special link for that. And so that's going to come out. And in October, I'm going to be doing an in-person event. So if people are in Minneapolis, I'll be hosting a new moon. It's going to be breathwork and sound healing event. And so that'll be October. And how you can keep in touch with all of this and, and find me is, I would say the best place would be my email. So I have an email list you can join if you'd like through my website at www.collectiveintergarden.com. That's probably like the best place to find me is the email on the website. I post blog posts and poetry on there. I have all my collaborations and updates and partnerships posted on there. All my events are posted. What else? You can find me on Instagram as well. I'm at hello or no, <laughs> I'm at collective inner garden. I was just thinking of my email. <laughs> I'm at collective inner garden on Instagram. And I also have a podcast, the collective inner garden podcast, which is just me sharing through my healing journey what I've learned, what I'm chewing on at the moment in terms of spirituality, healing, self-love, self-acceptance, self-worth, self-trust, all that self-stuff in regards to how we relate to each other and the collective. And so, yeah, got a lot of things I coming know. up and going on. <laughs> a lot of exciting stuff. And really, like I've been in Jamie's circle for I think close to three years now and have loved every single moment of it. I would say for sure, you got to check out her podcast. I love just you listen to it and it's a wonderful hug that happens throughout and the words practices that Jamie shares. I first really got to work with her a lot through some of those like new moon breathwork circles. So especially if you are in the Minneapolis area, like check it out and i'm so excited to get to see everything that you keep doing jamie thank you for being here and sharing being with us and your presence is so so appreciated thank you so much kyle and thanks to all the listeners out there too i'm excited to connect with you if that feels good to you and yeah i'll i'll see you all soon so thank you 
Thank you for being here. I bet while listening to this episode, you thought of a friend or a family member. Sharing this episode with them would be a great way to help them feel seen for who they are. We want to take a moment to say a special thanks to our supporters, Opulence Abundance and Katie Lanias. You too can support the podcast by donating to our Buy Me a Coffee. You can find the link in the show notes. Finally, this episode was produced by me, Kyle Johan Baker, and the music is by Secret Nation. Thank you for being you, and I hope you have a wonderful day. Peace. Peace.